0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fees, 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement. Due $35 per line connection charge apply. CT Mobile.com. Kiss your A's goodbye. No more games is here with Oakland unless there's a playoff component. And before you go, all Jim Morris Sr., scrunch up your face and do that playoffs bit. Uh, you can squint a little and kind of see how that could be possible now. These last three games, you had the nine unanswered runs on Monday, a two-hit shutout through eight on Tuesday, a 7-3 blitz of the Oaklanders on Wednesday. So strike up the band and celebrate. Sox Daily begins right now. It's your daily Sox podcast. It's your daily Sox podcast. It's where you're going to find out what the Sox. Oh it's And here's your So as the Red Sox head off on the road, low-hanging fruit awaiting them. in Chicago and Baltimore they move along with a happy little hitch in their giddy up, a sweep of the A's to win the season series and get back to within three games of 500 for the year. Josh Lewin with you. And yes, ever since the A's put that fourth spot up against Eddie Rodriguez Monday night, the rest of the series it was Boston 21, Oakland 4. If there were no such person as Tyler Thornburg, that would have been 21-1. little payback for those uh, ALCS sweeps in 88 and 90. And as long as we're talking old school Oakland A's, the 0-1 Oakland A's offer a, a little hope for these current Red Sox, or at the very least, a little precedent for these Red Sox. That was a, a Moneyball-era team of Billy Beans. It was 12 games back in their division, 8-17 through April 30th. Well, uh, the Red Sox were 13-17 and 17 through April 30th. Only team in baseball history to have made the playoffs after losing 17 times before May began was that one Oakland team. They did it. And we should point out the last time a team ended with a winning percentage this poor still went on to win a World Series. The last time was 1980. The Phillies only had to overcome a 6-9 and nine start. The last World Series winner... To finish April as many as four games under five hundred was a nineteen thirty five Tigers. So this was a. I'm not going to say it's an important game to win. It's not that meaningful, but it's a nice game to win. A three game win streak and uh, a little bit of happiness at Fenway again. Thirty three thousand seven hundred and eight paying to see it. Seven nine and zero for Boston. Three seven and zero. For Oakland. So, as we look at what happened in this one, it was actually a Hector Velazquez start, and he didn't do that great. He was actually at 41 pitches through eight batters. That 41st pitch was a slicing single and a right by Ramon Laureano, made it one to nothing. A's Looked like the Red Sox would have a big comeback in the bottom of the second inning, but the inning kind of fizzled a bit after Devers had let off with a sharp single, and he really is killing the ball right now. Michael Chavis put one right off the bag at second base, literally bumped it off the pillow and on in a shallow center. First and third, nobody out. A Mitch Moreland sack fly, but that's all they got after that. Vasquez walked, Bradley a single, but then Zue Lin struck out, and everything kind of fizzled. There was also uh, a weird, wild pitch that wasn't situation in that inning. Chavis trying to score on a ball that went to the backstop, but it bounced right back to Josh Fegley, the catcher, put down the tag. It stayed one to one. And it stayed exactly that way until the Sox could break the tie, doing that with what else? A little power. Mitch Moreland, and he had a home run Tuesday night that snapped an 0 for 15. The sack fly in the second in this one. Then the home run peeled it out of here to left field, up onto the monster seats, his ninth of the year already. So Mitch is on close to a 50 home run pace, which is a nice thing to report. He's got nine home runs. Six singles right now, but that'll play. Two to one Red Sox at that point. Mookie Betts a sack fly in the fifth inning. That extended the lead to three to one. That was after a double by Zuwe Lin in the left field corner. And a sack bunt by Andrew Benintendi. The Red Sox are actually dropping down some bunts these days. So it went double, sacrifice, sacrifice to get that extra run. Then the Red Sox went crazy in the sixth inning. J.B. Wendelkin, a one-time Red Sox farmhand, came on. Devers, another line-drive single. His exit velo is all about 100 miles an hour in this game. Michael Chavis walked. He does nothing but get on base. Moreland lined deep to left. Vasquez flew out. Bradley walked, though, and then Zuwe Lin, another hit. Infield single to chase in a run. Benintendi knocked in two with a single to center. So at that point, six to one, Boston. A Christian Vasquez home run in the eighth would extend the lead even more. That's five for Vasquez already. You know, J.D. Martinez has four, and not exactly what you figure would be happening here. But okay, you take it. Christian Vasquez hitting only two twenty-five, but he's got five home runs, and a seven to one lead built up at that point. Tyler Thornburg, unfortunately, is now kind of in that uh, Sammy Stewart, Mark Clear, Tom House mop up role. And maybe there's some sunk cost fallacy going on here because they keep pitching Thornburg just to stretch him out and get him some work and try to get him right. But once again, he allows ninth inning runs in a blowout game. His ERA is now up around eight and he's given up some rockets and it may help a little bit that Travis Shaw is off to a tough start in Milwaukee. That was the trade, of course, Thornburg for Shaw. And you've got Shaw hitting about a buck ninety right now. But I don't know. At some point, do you cut bait with Tyler Thornburg? You've got, for example, Marcus Walden, who won again. I mean, because Velasquez only went two innings, whoever pitched best in relief was going to get the win. Walden three innings of one hit shutout ball goes to four and zero. His ERA is now one sixty five. Brandon Workman, by the way, another hitless inning. So that's two hits for the whole year allowed in thirteen and two thirds. His ERA is a buck ninety eight. Scoreless inning from Brewer, scoreless inning from Hembry. So a lot of good stuff going on out of the bullpen. And even though Velazquez only lasted the two innings to start out, Red Sox starters, ERA of about 3.3 over their last 13 now. So even that is turning around. You've got that. You've got Mitch Moreland slugging homers. Another Mississippian hitting home runs at first base. George Boomer Scott used to do that. He called them taters. He was the first guy to to coin that phrase, everybody says. The other thing I liked about Boomer, he had that, that necklace that looked like shark teeth around his neck that he would wear, and he would tell people that's actually the teeth of American League pitchers is what that was. So uh, name your favorite Mississippian that went on to play for the Red Sox. Some of you might say Oil Can Boyd. Some might say Ellis Burks. I know Joe Castiglione would say Ellis Burks. Trad Bradford, the uh, the drop-down submarine guy he was a mississippi dude but uh, my vote is mitch Moreland right now because that's two more runs batted in for him michael chavis he's a southern guy as well an atlanta kid and he just keeps on getting this done one for three in this game so he's now hitting 315 he's been on base eight games in a row and strange things seem to happen around michael chavis baseball's taking wacky bounces and whatnot but uh, the Red Sox, maybe not coincidentally, have played a lot better baseball, much more energetic baseball since Chavez has been up. Once again, the final 7-3. to Alex Cora talking to the media after the game.
1: I honestly think that, you know, we play w- well against Tampa. Just, you know, we faced a good pitching staff. We hit them in the bullpen, but we didn't win those two games. We had a bad day against Detroit. But overall, we play good baseball. You know, obviously, we wanted better results, but... um, it is what it is, but we've been playing better. How, how big of a lift did uh, Walden give you both today and just in general the last couple of weeks? It's been great. he has been outstanding. Um, you know, he got called up, he pitched the ball well. Um, then we have to make a move, and you know he stayed positive and He's been outstanding in different roles. Uh, today we... The goal was to get 27 outs and have the lead, and uh, we accomplished that, and he was a big part of it. All right. Why do you think a guy who's been around as long as he is? why do you think it's, it's finally seems to be starting to, to click for him now? Um. got good stuff, first of all. I mean, good velocity, good movement, good slider. I think usage has been a little bit different this year, and he's gaining confidence. Uh, confidence, You know, you're using spots that are um, high leverage situations, and you get out, and, and you keep growing, and you keep... Feeling better about yourself.
0: Uh, With the Benintendi bunt there, why did you like it in that spot?
1: Because we felt that where we were uh, in the lineup, you know, that run was huge for us right there. Get a two nothing lead up, up to. With the bullpen and all that, I, I felt like we needed we needed him to get the guy over, regardless. Either if he wants to bond or pull, pull the ball, whatever, just get him there. And then Mookie did a ju- good job hitting the ball in the air and scoring the run. We did a good job with Mitch, you know, with men at third. Situational hitting was, was good, you know, and you know, that's how it starts, you know. You start doing the little things, little by little, and then probably good things are going
0: to happen. You guys had only seven all of last year. You already have five bunts this year.
1: Yeah, but that one's more like if double goes through, it's a hit. So it's not like he was giving himself up. You know, we see him before putting a bun down and for a hit that direction. So, but,
0: but do you feel like guys are kind
1: of buying into trying to score runs in other ways? Um, they're they're buying into trying to do anything possible to win. You know, just do your part, you know, and uh, and they know that, you know that if we start doing the little things, it'll be things that are going to happen. Uh, Mitch obviously hitting the ball, you know, to left field, hitting the ball to center field last night. How much do you feel like maybe the day off might have reset him and, and refocused him? Um, I mean, you got to take, take care of him and, and Piercy when you know physically. Um, you know, he's he's honest. That's a cool thing. That's a good thing about it. You know, we we have good communication and we stay in touch, and you can see it. You know, I was thinking actually giving the off against Zimmerman, uh, Detroit, but. He fought for that one, of course. You know he had good numbers against him, so you respect that. But uh, then we found another day, and and it, it was good for him. Um, you know, we'll we'll see how it works out in Chicago. I think we're facing one lefty, so we'll take advantage of that one, and we might find another one. And then obviously we got um, May 9th it's an off day too, so we can take advantage of this week for him and take care of him seems like you're trying to find spots to get Tyler straightened out and the last couple of outings haven't been good. What, what are you seeing? Um, his inconsistency with his breaking ball. Uh, he threw some good fastballs, and the breaking ball wasn't great today. So we'll keep working with him. We, I mean, he's a guy that we know stuff-wise. He's up there. He's just not getting people out. But um, we, we're not going to give up. We're going to keep working with him and, and get it straight. All
0: right, that is the skipper, and maybe things are starting to turn now. The Red Sox offense have been struggling ranking 20th in runs and in batting average, and in OPS, as a matter of fact, 23rd in slugging percentage. And we mentioned when Christian Vasquez is among your team leaders in home runs, that's not by design. Devers still has a zero. Bradley still has a zero. And a quick look at the American League tote board here. Eddie Rosario of Minnesota is on top with 11. Chris Davis of the A's has 10. Batting average is kind of a surprise. I mean, there's no Red Sox even close to top 10. But we're about to see a guy in Tim Anderson, who is leading the American League at 375. He also leads in stolen bases, too. We're going to see Trey Mancini on this road trip coming up as well. He is currently third in the American League in batting average at 357. A lot of surprises out there. I mean, Hunter Dozier of Kansas City leads the American League in slugging percentage, and Mancini leads in total bases. So you never do know, I suppose. Uh, I, I'm looking at some of the other leaderboards, and again, not a lot of Red Sox popping up anywhere. You, you flip over to the pitching page, and in ERA, three of the top five ERAs are Toronto Blue Jays. Didn't see that one coming at all. Matt Shoemaker's out, but he's out right now with the number two ERA. Marcus Stroman is slightly better. His teammate Aaron Sanchez right there as well. Strikeouts the top two are Astros. Colin Verlander in that order. And if you're looking at whip, if you like that stat, three of the top five are Tampa Bay Rays. Maybe not surprisingly, Blake Snell, Tyler Glass now, and Yanni Chirinos. But this upcoming road trip, no worries really with, with Baltimore other than Mancini and the White Sox other than Tim Anderson. And maybe I guess you can make a case as well for Jose Abreu because he does have 24 runs batted in right now. Domingo Santana of Seattle leads the American League and runs batted in. Luke Voigt of the Yankees is second. But again, it's only been one month, and that's kind of where we, we'd like to take this and wrap it right now. Is Let's remind everybody, because it's only been a month, it's really not time to draw any meaningful conclusions quite yet. That goes for what's going on in the minors as well. You know, You've got Pawtucket right now off to a sluggish start. You've got Portland off to even a more sluggish start. The Sea Dogs are seven and fourteen, but there's been cold weather. People are finding their way. CJ Chatham hitting three eleven at double A right now. Pawtucket, let me give two quick shout outs before I get on out of here. Josh Ockamy, first baseman, nice kid, Philadelphia native. He's hitting four oh two at Pawtucket. Five home runs, a dozen RBI. Uh, Mike Miller. Has a 982 OPS. I mean, that's kind of come from out of nowhere. His third year in Pawtucket now. Sam Travis, so only three extra base hits and 70 ABs. I'd like to see Sam Travis get going. But Pawtucket's 10-14. and 14, Portland's 7-14. and 14, But you know what? The parent team, now 14-17. and 17, And that is certainly a lot better than what we were talking about not too long ago. It's taken a three-game win streak to get him to this point. So they try to go get him in Chicago. It will be uh, a little sale a little price off the top sale price and obviously chris sale whenever he goes back to chicago that's kind of a neat thing that's where his career got going price has been terrific so far this year so i like how that series gets going and could it be i mean you've got your two lefty aces on the mound can you run this win streak from three to five get back to within a game of 500 and start feeling like this is really a thing now Tune in next time, as we will let you know. Off to Chicago. Enjoy the rest of your day. This is Josh Lewin for Sox Daily. Goodbye.